If you haven't noticed, everything is horrible. So if you want to retain any last sliver of sanity, you should probably get some earbuds to block it all out. And hey, maybe you already have some, but life is impermanent. So go to tweakedaudio.com and grab a backup pair of durable, tangle-free, and noise-canceling earbuds in one of seven styles and seven colors so you can drown out the sounds of the dystopian hellscape that is everyday life. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEKBOX at checkout for 33% off your purchase and free worldwide shipping. Hey, everybody, this is the Comedy Button, a show we've been doing since 2011, thanks to the support of many people who listen to it and occasionally give us money for reasons. If you would like to help us keep the lights on and keep making this stupid, terrible show that you continue to listen to for reasons we're unclear of, head to patreon.com slash comedy button and kick us a buck or five bucks or really whatever you can help with. We're still going to keep doing the show for free, but you can get ad-free versions or access to our whole backlog of movie commentaries and bonus episodes and all kinds of deleted trash that we thought was a good idea to put on the Internet. Again, that's patreon.com slash comedy comedy button greetings boys and ghouls and welcome to the comedy button spooktacular ah, ah, halloween ah. special episode segment of october 2019 ah, ah, ah. i am your ah. host max scoville joined by Scott Bromley. This podcast is haunted. It's also blood curdlingly scary. Ryan Scott. It was the boogeyman. And because Brian has a cold, Jared Petty. There's nothing intimidating about me. No, yeah, I don't. Right. Jared Petty is a phantasm. You've got kind of like a. You've got. I mean, you could say the same about like John Goodman, but then you know, like Twenty One Cloverfield Lane came out. Oh no, no, like scary John Goodman. I can't even remember when he. You could if you you could do scary Jared Petty. I there is a scary Jared Petty. What? Oh yeah, he's hidden deep within, but he does exist. Certainly, scary Jerry. Enraged Jared is is kind of terrifying. Sure. Can you put some WD forty on that fucking door? What is going on? That's an Yeah. The scariest part of this house what is its fixtures. <laughs> I All really right. did not expect you to go into "I'm Your Ghost," Max Scoville. I, I was yeah. Uh, well, I like that. I really just half cocked it. Um, should, turn off the haunt. We don't need the whole episode. Like we, that. Oh, I didn't know if we, we were keep, going to be in the haunted house <laughs> at for the, the entire episode. Keep it at the ready because we might. Not. We I think we might do. Spooky, I wanted it to be scary. We might do some spooky tales. Ooh, All right, spooky get out of your tales. doom buggy. Indeed, I am so thrilled to be here on Halloween. Halloween is my favorite holiday. No, it's the I, best. Yeah, Me too. Like, I'm not glad Brian got sick, but I am a little. Uh, yeah. Because it suddenly gave me an opportunity to be here. And, and I just adore this holiday. I got the full-size candy bars ready to go. We got the trick or treat just lined up to the door. I got the plans that we're going to put candles out on, in in the doorway to entice them, bring them closer, and then we're going to give them the best candy on the block because we want to win the block. It's very important that you're the house with the good candy, what's good th- enough that the kids remember and come back. The what's next the year. candy? The candy is one full sized Hershey bar because I like the Hershey bar, Ugh. and one full size box of Reese's Pieces, and then a backup tricks. Wow. Twix. Backup tricks, Twix. Like, Twix. Yeah. Twix. tandem cereal. Well, how many trick or treaters do you guys get? You know, it's, it's a small number. We expect only about thirty. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, God, we get like a hundred. Really? Exhausting. Yeah. It's because all the people in your town are having sex. Yeah. yeah, lots of sex. Is that why oh, all the kids are out? They kick their kids out to go well, get candy. Well, they. There's oh, I mean, that's where the kids came from because they fucked at one point. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, there's a lot of kids in our true. neighborhood, but we're located like at the end of a cul-de-sac, <laughs> and there's nothing but us and like a scary distribution center and a liquor store. Your, and... your house, I'll be honest, I've been there. It looks it, from the outside, it looks more like you could get full-size drugs there than yeah, full-size it, candy. It, it does. It really does. It looks like it's kind of got this sort of cult vibe to it. Yeah. Like, this is a place where bad things happen inside the walls. It's not like a f- I'm not saying you live in like a crack den, but it's like like the house that um you should hand out rock candy the 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 drug dealer in like loop. Pulp Fiction you know like it's sort of like I this have, is an apartment where I think it's a, from the outside it's worse than that it looks positively like a fortress I mean with like these big bars on our door and then big yeah. gate bars going up the stairs and the walls are plain and ugly want, and it's surrounded by people, trash you don't want people breaking in and taking your drugs or the cool shit you bought with the drug money well we rent the place and that's that's what yeah. comes with it you know what but, you yeah. should hand out what's that is what the uh, oldest woman advice the oldest (laughs) the oldest woman i ever went to her door trick-or-treating you know what she handed me what she handed you a single stick of gum from a wrigley's like 
Whoa! Double mint pack. That's really bad. That's really, really <laughs> like, bad. I don't remember many houses I went trick-or-treating to, but I vividly remember being handed a stick of gum. I, I think trick-or-treating is responsible for my first encounters of both circus peanuts and Boston Ugh. baked beans, two Ugh. of the worst candies mm-hmm. in the whole wide world. There are always people that gave that kind of crap away. But by and large, our neighborhood was dope. They, I lived I lived in Arlington outside D.C. Wait, wait, wait. When you say circus peanuts, were they in packages or were they just handing out like no, they were wrapped. of garbage? No, no, they were actually okay. like okay. wrapped. Yeah, okay. they're, they're wrapped. Good. no, they didn't just hand out circus peanuts. Oh, that would be. Oh, Did man. they? Were they like? That'd sing- be bad. Were, they, were they single ones? What's that? Singles? Circus peanuts? Yeah. No, they were like like four in a like little plastic thing. Did they come in like a uh, like an umbilical cord type of configuration? I don't remember. Like zots? That. I feel like I've seen circus peanuts or, that are sold in the same way you sell like a um, like sausage. A, yeah, yeah, semi connected uh, on the end. I've seen those not too. like not not connected on the end, but just looped together like the condoms. No, like a human centipede. Not like condoms. Not like any like just a long like a long sleeve of plastic that has the circus peanuts in there. You know, like a big like a big string. This bean sounds of plastic. very fun. Now, <laughs> question I, dream I have that? for you: Is that a thing? Forget the bad candy for a second. If you get the good candy when you were a kid. There was always, like, the one or two weird houses in the block that, instead of giving you perfectly wrapped candy, would give you candy in the Ziploc bag. And it was either because they were trying to kill you or because they were cheap. Yeah. But if you got really good candy hand-put in the Ziploc bag, did you eat it? No, my parents wouldn't let me. Ah, okay. So, like, I would get... I remember one year I got a Tootsie Pop, but it had a tissue over top of it, like a kooky spooky ghost oh, with a yeah. with a haunted face on it and my parents wouldn't let me eat it there might be razor blades in exactly this. and even as a kid i was like it has a hard candy shell did they take the did they take the wrapper <laughs> off uh no they were just like no you're not eating whatever's in that oh yeah it does it's like they made the candy look like clandy yeah that's no good <laughs> now they're warning people that uh people are gonna hand out weed gummies to kids i wish there's one year my mom like this guy in our block gave an apple away and my mom Ugh. took it away from me I, you know it was fine there might be razor blades in this no she took it because there was a thing on the bottom and it looked like somebody stuck a needle into it she said like cool I was like no nobody stuck it but you know, it just mm. managed to terrify me. It was like some yeah. freaking Doctor No stuff, like cyanide I, apple or something. So I heard I like know. a wonderful like anecdote about that, where for all the urban legends about you know candy apple razor blades and all that stuff, you hear stories about people finding a razor. Mm-hmm. There's like no stories or corroborated evidence of somebody biting into the razor. Yeah, there, I think there's one. There's one from the what I've read. One certified death. Somebody did die one time from poison really? candy on Halloween. Yeah, it's a weird one though because for all of the times, like how many, how often does somebody just like, oh, uh, this will get me on the news. I'll just put it in here. Yeah, but it's like, like, it's like the one guy who went into the airport with like a bomb in his shoe or whatever. And now we all have to take our shoes off because of that one person. Or the yeah. I, or the guy that yeah. that climbed in, you know, the D and D store. And satanic panic and all the right. rest of that. No, it's very, it's very akin to that. Um, I've been playing around with this idea for a story. I, I'll probably never write it because I'm lazy and never finish anything. But it's you remember when Pokemon oh, Go was new here in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those of you outside this fair city, Pokemon Go was a good time to live in San Francisco because. I, I, by the way, when that game, it was a good time to live anywhere. I was traveling abroad when that game came out, and every country i went to was same way same way that's awesome yeah. i didn't know that yeah, oh, same way would, well here in the city obviously uh, people were running around with their phones and having gatherings and it was weird and strange and wonderful but i want to write about like a serial killer that's picking people off during the pokemon go summer mm-hmm. i think that would be a really fun novel to write like this back and forth S- summer of sand shrew yeah sort of yeah i think <laughs> so that's spooky uh that's that i like that idea pokemon go to the prison yeah <laughs> But it would like be set against like this happy group of like Pokemon people, and maybe they're like sleuthing. Eventually, they figure it out, and of course, the adults won't listen. Yeah. Or something. It's a real detective and, Pikachu. So, yeah. I was gonna say this sounds like a job yeah. for Detective Pikachu. Yeah, exactly. you'd have to you'd have to really you'd have to do like the bootleg shitty version of that. I feel like that could also be a pretty solid black uh, mirror. Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, where, but they called them like some shit like Weeblows or something. Dig- like, we got to do, do Weeblow Go, and it's, it's like cause, Digimon Blow. Yeah, yeah. Digimon yeah. would be uh, Monster Rancher would be like, we don't give a shit, go nuts, whatever. <laughs> Put that shit out there. Um, now going back to the candy stuff, I yeah. remember getting. I don't know if you guys ever got this, but like homemade desserts that were wrapped in that like colorful Saran wrap. Nope. No, no, nope. uh, I got that. I lived in a small enough town that, like, I don't think, in, I don't ever remember anybody being like, "Don't eat that; it might be poison." I just remember it being like, 
I wanted I'm fucking Three Musketeers or something. This yeah. is My mom's a bad. professional chef. This is trash. No, I wanted fucking package <laughs> candy. All I think being raised in an age of consumerism has screwed with me. Like I, I'm just like, no, thank you. I'll take my tea in a wasteful bottle that destroys the planet. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Individually packaged, individually wrapped, everything single serving. Give it to me. Give it to me. No, I love the I love the the it's moral, the moral way, quandary duh. of uh, germaphobes who claim to be climate conscious or like try to be eco friendly because it's like you cannot have disposable individually wrapped shit and also be like ah yes microplastics no yeah way. that's a little to have can we talk about candy again we can talk about candy <laughs> jesus christ you're like fucking sorry to get dark well, no no know. we just took like a hard right into consumerism i was like wait 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 no 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 what happened to the spooky phantasms yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's go back to this i was um man do i need that here max come back come all right come to the light carol ann and she opened <laughs> the door and there were microplastics everywhere. All right, put that away. Microplastics so, and nano machines. Micro Myers. All right. Oh. Um, so I, I was talking to my mom about this, asking her like, what candy was good when she was a kid, and the, all of the candy. Oh, Mary said, Jane. No, seriously. All she said all this shitty stuff, and it occurred to me that like, yeah, the reason that people give out like shit like circus peanuts and Boston baked beans is those were like good at one point. Those were like, oh, this is great. What the my, fuck my, are children going to look at from our generation and be like, ew, no. Almond Joy? Oh, from That's, our generation? Don't blame our generation for that. Hey, first off, just get, get just completely get fucked. Oh, okay? I love Almond Joy. All right. Good. I will I will defend Almond Joy and Mounds. M- milk Duds? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Almond Joy and Mounds, good stuff. What are What's good, considered good candy now? Well, that's the hard part. Like, I don't eat much candy anymore. I so mean, there's so. stuff that's 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 undeniable. Like, Reese's Cups are fair game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milky Way, Snickers, this greatest hits shit. I think, like, you know what you I thought was the... trash when I tried it? And I, I thought the packaging was amazing. And I was like, oh, fuck. I can't wait to get this at the movie theater because I only see it there. Mamba? Good and plenty. Oh, good God. and plenty. Ugh. I'm not that a big fan a, of good and plenty. Ugh. Good and plenty is the, is like dog medicine. That's fucking nonsense. <laughs> I don't like it either. Yeah. Angie makes fun of yogurt covered raisins a lot. That's, that's what? Yeah. Uh, I kind of like those. They're great. Yeah, they're not candy though. That's like grocery. That's like somewhere between. Kids still eat Abba Zabba. Uh, if yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's like a Charlton Chew. Are yeah. Twizzlers actually good? No, no. Okay, we've well, had a long, one. we've had a long conversation about there this. There we go. So there's no. that. We will go to war well, on again. the side of Twizzlers because fuck red vines. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no. Down, fuck, Cali- fuck, down fuck California. Twizzlers, Twizzlers Wait, are we just hot get, garbage. No, we figured this out. This is a straight up. This is a coastal thing that you will not find like a more like cohesive like. It is berry flavored wax. Like, Those are okay. The last three times I've been on this show, we've been on candy within five minutes. Yeah, we talk about a lot of candy. Yeah, you do. That's so, amazing. You got you have candy. Halloween. Thoughts. Yeah, you have to. It's a Halloween episode. It's we're all and we're also candy. all huge pussies, so we're not going to talk about phantasms. I do uh, love a fan. I think I already told my ghost stories on here. So it's a fantastic. I don't have red, red, red vines. Tastes like fucking in the head. sugary sausage. Get back, Max. Get out of here. You want to uh, you, get bent. It's like the fucking wire casing that someone took off the coax cable. <laughs> what a uh, Twizzler? Tw- look, Twizzler. Twizzlers are not great. We're we're just going to we're fucking arguing about two candies that aren't great either way. What yeah. you, what do you think about the giving of non candy sweets and Halloween stuff? Like, would get you bent, a, get, like a, get fucked? Individually give packaged nickels out. Fuck you. Individually Ooh. packaged Twinkies. Um, Twinkies. I think it's weird. It is weird because it's not any better than candy. It's uh-huh. still like really bad for you. Yeah, it's unorthodox. But would, do you think it's wrong? It's also not cost effective. I'm just saying. Um, I'm I'm we I'm torn about this. I you can't. You guys ever get fruit snacks in Halloween candy? Yeah, I've gotten those. Yeah, that's fine. And then fruit that's snacks candy. tries to fucking step on like Halloween candy territory. But, but I mean, they're fruit like, snacks not, they're, they're candy. They're like we make Halloween candy versions. But then that's basically letting mom on to the fact that these are candies that you've been having in your lunch, and that's like. I feel like they got to kind of stay in their lane. Oh, like, are, are there any little Debbie's mom that, that you can't stupid? give away on Halloween? Like an oatmeal cream pie individually wrapped. Like, is, that's weird. Uh, that seems weirder that's, that's than weird. I definitely have gotten those. So is it is it kosher or not? I'm not wild about it. I'm not really a fan. Which, at least it's not like, oh, hey, it's those little, like, little Debbie Christmas trees or, like, the Easter the Easter flavored zebra cakes, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't. Hey, what's wrong with zebra uh, cake? I kind of like absolutely nothing. But but it, if you got an Easter one, fantastic. or those Christmas trees, you're right. What about what are the ones that are that are crunchy but also chocolatey? Star but, cakes. There we go. Those are Star good. crunch. I'm gonna Star start crunch. handing Star out stale peeps. How about Man. that? You know that peeps is trying to make all this Halloween shit. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's the thing that I'm not. Okay, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna uh, posit a hot take right here. 
I think Easter candy is on par with Halloween candy. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I think yeah. Easter candy is honestly more ambitious and like I don't know what's going on over there, but they're like we got Cadbury cream eggs, which have been repurposed as yep. Cadbury yeah. slime eggs. Cadbury scream eggs. Scream eggs. Exactly. Um, which is great. I like that a lot. When also, can I get my hollow chocolate Russell Stover's pumpkin? Like that's what I'm waiting for. Oh, that's a weird one though. It is weird. But get the bunny, why can't I have if the bunny? They started making weird like Halloween Easter rabbit shit if they were like, Oh, it's the goat from the witch. I uh, know, I mean think about it. You got, the, you got the you got the big pumpkin. You take your dark and chocolate like black Philip. No, and then it's like his eyes and his mouth and little like classic jack o' lantern. You can push and pop him out. Yeah, because he's hollow. And then uh, you pumpkins just oh, it's not ambitious. They put a candle inside and melt him. <clears throat> yeah, Ooh, like remember when Reese's tried to make those Christmas trees and it, they just look like human shit. <laughs> like, I do remember. Those. <laughs> I still <laughs> ate them though. Yeah, no, because they were still Reese's candies. But like Reese's peanut butter cups are incredible. Yeah, no, they're they're very good. I'm not even a peanut butter guy. Like I I don't know. Oh, this is amazing. They I, come although, in bat shapes on Halloween. I, pumpkin shapes. Do they make bat peeps? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Or do they just make do. pumpkin peeps? They make Let's like ghosts, like ghosts, right? Ghosts yeah. are, that's fine. Marshmallows already look like ghosts, especially when you cook them. But I do agree that Easter candy is, is on par with Halloween candy. Easter candy gets fucking wild. They got jelly beans. They got yeah. these delicious, like, nerd jelly beans for Easter. All yeah. Different mm. flavors. I love all of the, uh, all of these, like, other candies covering jelly beans. So you are, you are Bay Area candy connoisseurs. How many of y'all have, like, made the trip up to Jelly Belly? Multiple times. Okay. You're, so Scott's been there. Oh, well, I never have. Because no. of field trips as yeah. a kid. What about wanna, you, Max? You're very I really want to go. I keep uh, Brian and I talk about uh, playing hooky from work on a regular basis to go, and just... they have like a six foot portrait of Ronald Reagan made out of, of jelly beans. They do. do they still have the Pee Wee Herman one there? Yeah, they still have it. Yeah, yeah I went up there a couple of years ago. That place is I, great. I, I was so there. Great I was there when those. You'll notice that those are from a very distinct era. Yeah. Of when the tours started for children. Yeah. Because uh, it's Joe Montana. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Right when I was going there on a field trip in 1987, 1988. Oh well, that's yeah. kind of stu- who's still there. So yeah. they, they have them hanging up all over. That seemed but a little they, weird. They do have an amazing candy store, though. They have every flavor Jelly Belly in the universe. It was still so, so it was even better. It was even better as a child because as a child you could only get Jelly Bellies in the. At the store, like individually, and you had to pick them out. There, they had the big bag of belly flops, the belly flops, and then they have. Do they still do the? It's a very bean spirited thing to say. <laughs> do they? Do they still do the? Uh, the rats, the what? gummy rats. I don't remember any rats. Did so they, that, did, they, did they make those? So yeah, they used to make gummy mm, rats. Twelve parts per million in and every jelly bean. Gummy alligators. Those ones that are like the, they come on like a yeah, action they come on a card back. Yes. Uh, I think those got outsourced to some worse company than Jelly Belly. Okay, because when I was a kid, they were made like that was the thing that you you knew that you went on a field trip to the Jelly Belly factory if you came home with an edible rat. Hmm. That's um, it's a weird thing so to I, say about I, a. I looked into it. Factory. The Jelly Belly factory apparently just got like they went all sterile and sanitary and yep. now you, you have, have to, to you have to go to the jelly belly factory on uh on a catwalk now and watch the robots do a dance you've been there right i have been there and you're yeah. on a catwalk looking down and it's still a pretty rad tour it's a rad tour but it's not as great as it was when i was a kid and i talked about it on in. the show yeah you could you were on the floor yeah and you they would like reach into the barrels and pull out pull out jelly beans in the process and just hand them to you that sounds while amazing. you're on the tour and like here's a here's a jelly bean at this stage Here's the jelly bean at this stage. So it's just like straight up Willy Wonka. No, it was straight up yeah. Willy Wonka, but it was unsanitary because they would just stick their hands no, in I this. Just, yeah. Four consumers with children yeah, on the yeah, floor. On the floor. Whenever yeah. you talk about stuff. this, I just picture that like Simpsons Chocolate Factory tour episode. It was a hundred percent that. Your millhouse has strawberry blonde hair and is fatter. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you. <laughs> yeah. It was 100% that. Yeah. Uh, it's a great tour. I, I and then the it. And then the, the family that bought the Jelly Belly Company from um, the guy who originally started it. Mm-hmm. Um, Willy Wonka. Uh, ran over someone with a tank. Huh. What? What? On their property. <laughs> yeah. What? Holy shit. <laughs> they own a bunch of like, tanks. What an awkward move. <laughs> they own a bunch of tanks. And one Whoops. of the people that worked on their farm, they ran over and killed him. With a tank? With a tank. Huh. Look I it have up. So many questions. I right. can Google it. I, okay. <laughs> so 
Hmm. So yeah. I have so many questions. About what? Why they collect tanks? Why they were driving tanks for fun on their property? Why someone was in the way of a tank? <laughs> yes, all of these together. I think he was sitting on the tank and they hit a bump <laughs> oh, and, and he fell off, fell off yeah. and the tank rolled over him. You might yeah. say it was a real belly flop. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. So do you think they got out and he looked at the body and said, tanks for the memories, buddy? Yeah. The tanks a so lot. Let's go back to the Halloween stuff. Let's talk about the the funny Halloween thing. Back to the funny Halloween, I agree. That seems like a better place to be. So we love that Halloween. Welcome back. What the fuck? Is that a tambourine? What is that? I don't know. It's the most haunted musical instrument of all. Ah, yes. My kettle drum full of rattlesnakes and bats. Rewatching some of them Halloween classics. Having fun with that. Yeah. I just did the Hocus Pocus. Love the Hocus Pocus. Watch it every year. Though that, that's April's favorite. Ooh. We have to watch Hocus Pocus. That's good. Yeah. Like, it was a Disney Channel original that was no, too was good for Disney Channel. Theatrical. They put it in the theater. I had, uh, yeah. Right. But it was originally written to be a, a, a DM uh, a hmm. Disney Channel original. I had some uh, big sex thoughts about Sarah Jessica Parker in that film at a young age. ever told a story about how I was did. walked into uh, masturbating to the Hocus Pocus? <laughs> yes. What? 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 <laughs> so. <laughs> you... oh, <boy. laughs> if they so... put this show out on DVD, I think it would have like <laughs> that on the back. <laughs> Greatest hits include the time Scott masturbated no, to Hocus Pocus. No, I didn't masturbate to Hocus Pocus. You were just scratching was... your dick, right? No, I was... Masturbating, watching, <laughs> watching scrambled spice. Channel. No, I was we 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 did we had a descrambler so we could watch the regular stuff, oh. and but it was back in the day where you couldn't. Um, I wasn't allowed to lock my door, so I thought like. Everyone, I was in my room for a while. Door was closed. Sidebar: Parents let your teenagers lock their door. What? I said, sidebar, teen- parents let your teenagers lock their door. Correct. Yeah. Pretty sure, correct. Pretty sure, like anybody who listens to this show at this point, who's, who's, they, they so I had the foresight the to jerk off with one hand, but also... The foresight have, or the foreskin? Well, that was removed at, at, days after birth. All right. You know, if you keep touching yourself like that, you're going to lose all sorts of sight. <laughs> um, the To always have my hand... On the channel changer, just in case, just in case something happened, because I was under the covers. Because so the way I had it is I had my bed, and then I had my desk, and my TV was on the edge of my desk, so I could lay in bed and watch TV four feet away from my fucking head. Because I was a teenager, and yeah. That's yeah. what you do right. when you have. You know, a TV in your room. You're like, oh, I'll get as close as possible to this. Mm. Of course. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, door. I hear someone like. Where's I hear the, the, Hall- the Halloween music. <laughs> Hold on. So strokes. I can do this too. Are happening. Turns out, I hear a footstep get closer to my door. The hand. Don't do the voice. It just makes me think of Vincent Price. Hand off. reaches focus, the focus. knob. Suddenly, I realize like already reached. The I knob. realize that a guest has arrived at my doorstep. <laughs> so I quickly changed the channel to previous. Oh and no! Whatever it was, that's where the channel would land, with me under the covers with my pangus under the rock. Fuck. Turns out. So <laughs> change the channel to Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Winifred Sanderson. <laughs> and my dad walked in. <laughs> looked at me, looked at the TV, and was like, good night. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Probably because he saw Sarah Jessica Parker, and he's like, yeah, all right. No, whatever. it was probably a, it was, it was a shot of Kathy Najimy and Bette Midler. Sarah Jessica Parker was nowhere to be seen at that moment. You know what? I wouldn't I be ashamed to, to be infatuated with Kathy Najimy. I'm okay with that. Really? She, she the one who voices Peggy Hill? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Also, she was like a super game show wizard before she was an actress. Weird. What? She cool. made her living off of like, be, like she was on like Jeopardy and all that kind of stuff. I want to be clear, no objectification here. I just think she's cool. She's awesome. And if I had been I, a teenager, I might. Wasn't I? Don't know if it's still her husband, but at one time she was married to the guy from the the lead singer of the Dan Band from what was that fucking movie? I just oh, love the her. beginning of old school. I just love her work as Peggy. I think huh. I think Peggy Hill's one of like the great TV characters of all time. Yeah, and she's made that character just perfect. No, I, that's I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, 
I can't decide if she's a villain, a hero, or a little of both. But <sighs> King of the Hill is a very, very good show, but it's not a good Halloween show, except for that episode where Hank has to go like trick or treat. No, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. that's where Hank goes against the system. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so, when Hank's act of rebellion is beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball. He's just um, like, it is not satanic. It's good. I mm-hmm. love it. And that's what makes me believe that Hank would never vote for Trump. Is that episode? Oh, let's okay. Let's just we get, let's back that up. I, I don't. That, late late stage King of the Hill. What about ever, Boomhauer? Did you guys did you guys <laughs> read this, did you guys read the story about where Boomhauer came from? What Boomhauer? The backstory for Boomhauer is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. He was like based I, on somebody. He's assume- based on a, he's based on a guy. There's an interview with, yeah. with Mike Judge where he's talking about how, and it's like how all the characters came to be and how he initially didn't want to do a voice and they couldn't find the right guy for casting. Mm-hmm. And it's this one little soundbite that's buried in the middle of this like behind the scenes thing. And he talks about how, <laughs> how this guy called up and somehow got his number and just kept leaving him voicemails, but they were completely unintelligible, yep. which just sounded like Boomhauer. But he, he thought that like, he thought that like, he thought the Beavis and Butthead was called Porky's Butthole. <laughs> and so he's like, hey, Mom, I'm trying to watch Porky's Butthole, and I don't, there's all these dang commercials. And he's like, he wasn't even, and it's like Mike Judge, so he's just totally like deadpan, like, yeah. like I just saved those voicemails and listened to them really just all over, and I thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to say. I think he was mad at the television, didn't like the commercials. But it's just like the idea of someone thinking that not even getting the name of the show (laughs) right, being angry at the creator and being like, hey, too many commercials. I hate your show. I'm never watching Porky's Butthole again. And just being like, you don't even know the name of the show. Well, the unintelligible character gives you so many opportunities for comedy. You know, who understands them, who doesn't, when, and how you can textually choose that is pretty great. It's used well there. It's used well in a few other medium with other characters. But there was a dude. I grew up in a rural route. And there was this gas station up on the corner. Half of it was a gas station. The other half was a junk shop. And the guy that owned the junk shop very rarely actually sold any junk. But he uh, and a bunch honey. of... Huh? <laughs> no, not quite like that. He and a bunch of other old boys that hang out there. And there was this one dude hung out there practically every day, some retired guy, nothing better to do. And you could never understand, never, what he said. But he'd sit there all day and gab along with five or six other old men. And just kind of... And when I saw Boomhauer for the first time, I laughed till I thought I was going to cry. <laughs> the end. That's not a very yeah. good story. I mean... I totally. What if you left until you were going to die? die. <laughs> that's always like that's always a weird test of like of just basic human interaction, social anxiety stuff, where you yeah. talk to somebody you just don't understand, and you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm always like, <laughs> yeah, okay, like, okay, right, good enough. This is great. Yeah, I love it. No, I have like a I have a neighbor who's sort of he's like. I don't know, probably 80 years old and like half blind and like I, he I think he like sort of lives in his own garage and like he's like what, I'm like I'm like are you homeless-ish kind of you know and he'll, he's occasionally just comes out he's just super fucked up and like really excited to like chat and stuff but he's he'll get into that phase where it's just like I'm like I don't know what you're fucking saying to me I'll get like every other word and like he'll sort of like you know pantomime stuff and just well yeah unintelligibility does under yeah. a tragic phase for, for yeah. some folks and that that part's not so funny yeah you know? no but he's, he's always totally friendly and he's you know it's sort of just like hey how's it going good to see you, you know, but you know what is funny a virgin lighting the black flame candle which is what you find out if you watch Hocus Pocus Lots and lots and lots of virgin jokes in that movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Lots, lots of, of jokes about Weibos, too. Yeah, there's Weibos. There's, oh, I like yeah. those Wabos. That movie what is that? way dirtier the boobs, baby. than you remember. Talk huh. about how that one guy likes that girl's Wabos. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Should yeah. I watch Hocus Pocus again? Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of jokes about you in, him, in it, didn't you hear? Ryan's been mm-hmm. fucking calling me a virgin mm-hmm. all over today. It's yeah. really weird. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. This is some topsy-turvy triassic horror shit right hurts, here. hurts, man. I'm reasonably sure you've had sexual intercourse. I've had, I've had several sexual intercourses, but no, All like right. I, Brian texted me to come meet me at IGN <laughs> and he said, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm turning on to second or like, I'm almost on second. And I was like, over or under the bra. And he was just like, under you virgin. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fucking kittens got claws. Then I sent him three images of a goose honking. 
That was less of an attack on my on my virile sexuality or whatever. Man. But then he, he picks out like a some brand of rustic cream soda at the corner store. Yeah. And it's called like Virgil's, and he's like, "Hey, check it out, Virgin Soda for you." Can we go back to that goose for a second? Because yeah. I, I know we're a little ex post facto on this, but no, wait, not ex post facto. That's ipso that's, facto. That's in the middle. Uh, we're a little past this, but man, goose game memes were wonderful. The idea of like a goose starting the, like starting the entire like T virus outbreak, beautiful thing. No, that's, that game is like legit game of the year material. I'm yeah, it's happy beautiful. that that blew up. I am too. Yeah, that was a weird sidebar. Okay, back to Halloween. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Halloween. <laughs> It's the spookiest. It's the spookiest of the holidays. It is based on Samian Eve. I don't know. So I don't know. Long ago. It's, what is it? We're recording this on. There it is. There's Ryan with oh, his oh. Virgin's ringtone over yeah. there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he's the reason. Only reason he's still alive is because he never has sex. <laughs> what do you watch? What do you watch to get spooked out? Halloween. Um. Nine Eleven conspiracy videos. Oh. Mm, I don't like. I don't like it. The news. Spooked out. I like. I like monster. I watched. Uh, I watched The Mummy and Deep Rising back to back on Sunday. Oh, The Mummy! It's only cool. so because you were hanging out with Carboni, and he loves both of those yeah. movies. No, I was hanging out with Carboni, and he was like, he had a shirt on that had a picture of Brendan Fraser and Rachel Vice, and it just said, "The Mummy" in parentheses, nineteen ninety nine is perfect. And so we were like, we talked about it enough that I was just like, do you want to just watch The Mummy? And he was like, yes. And then we watched The Mummy. And then he was like, the whole time, he's like, you know what's also like this movie is Deep Rising, which Stephen Summers made before he made The Mummy. He, he made me, he came into work on Monday and made me watch the Deep Rising trailer so we could both watch that dude go out of the the boat on a jet ski yeah. while it explodes behind No, him. dude, Resident Evil 4 definitely borrowed a bunch from that. And so did oh, Revelations, yeah. where it was like, hey. You want to get away with the president's daughter on this jet ski? All right, there floor it, buddy. Any um, watch the White Lighthouse yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh I'm, god, I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to see the Lighthouse remade with the Golden Girls. Like I just want um, that to happen. That would be an odd film because th- three of them would be ghosts. Um, the Lighthouse is, is uh, that's Ryan. You should watch that because it's it's the, the witch guy. Yeah, yeah we're gonna go this like weekend. Super duper Lovecraftian. Yeah, um, yeah. we're looking forward to it's it. That's a that's a surprisingly funny movie. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like weird comic moments in that as Lovely. well as plenty of fucked up shit. Well, but, uh, comedy and horror go so well together. It's such a wonderful time. I, I love that uh, horror has always been sort of comfortable and low budgets, but I feel like we're at this point where we're getting like this wonderful like resurgence of art house oh, yeah. horror. That's also like I don't know, uh, like stuff that's it's like maybe a little bit of a comedy or maybe it's a little bit of like a drama, but it's got some horror shit in it. Like, well, even mainstream successes like us have a lot of art housey elements in them at this point. I mean, if you tried to pitch us a couple of years ago and it seemed almost impossible. Now it's a mega hit. The counterpoint, if, uh, if get out hadn't come out first and raised expectations so much and us had come out first, I think we'd be just as excited for get out. Yeah. Um, I think maybe we'll get out's incredible. Yeah. Get out's I, I don't think get out would have been made. Cause I don't think, us would have been as big as it was if Get Out didn't come mm. out first. And I, thought it, I mean, it's all, it's all hypotheticals. But us was pretty searing. I, mean, I think we'll come. I think we'll come back to us in a while and be like, oh, this is this is. But it wasn't the the like cultural touch point. That no, I mean, Get but out do you remember was. how like let down people were by Unbreakable after Sixth Sense came out? And mm-hmm. honestly, like those two movies hold up perfectly well. So, so oh, whatever. Uh, Unbreakable is by far the no, better movie. I, I was I was on the unbro- Unbreakable train a long time ago. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. Loved best that movie. movie. I remember. So many people glad. being like, "Yeah, it was whatever." I, I remember that, but that, I remember seeing it being like, "Oh, they're all wrong." Yeah, yeah, that was one of the very few. Like, I went and saw, then went back and saw the next day. Like, I just just adored mm-hmm. that movie. But yeah. I was not the majority of people. I'm just trying to feel smart. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always fascinated by um, those movies that are like post success films that don't stick the landing. Yeah, totally. Robert Rodriguez in his uh, his autobiography uh, Rebel Without a Crew says that after he did El Mariachi, he immediately made three movies, so no one could tell which his second movie would be like he got all these offers and he accepted three of them he accepted everything they threw at him he made like a cinemax movie and he made two other things all within the course of like four months and he did that so get nobody would out. know what his second movie was that's a that's scared cool. to death that he'd be reviewed as a one i need to read that book we talked about a great book on here yeah. Yeah. it's a great book yeah it is it's not um, available on kindle though so yeah really read. yeah i've Son got a, a i'll let you borrow my copy Sweet. You know um, what? You know what? One of my favorite horror comedies is hmm. Student Bodies. I don't know that one. It's like Airplane for slasher movies. Really? Oh boy. Yes. It came out in that same era, like in 1980, 1981. Like around yeah. the Friday the 14th? Around. Saturday, I mean, the, Saturday uh-huh. the 14th? Yeah. 
But it was like remember a generic airplane. Remember that, like movie? Airplane. that movie was dumb. <laughs> I've seen that movie way which, too many which times. Which movie? Saturday the 14th. Oh. That's such a like that's such a mutant fucking genre of movie where it's like it's it's a it's a spoof parody of a thing that's already lowbrow. <laughs> but then you can pull spoof parody off in a weird way. You do something like uh, a Happy Death Day, and you've got definitely it's horror parody, but it's also kind of mm. spooky, but also definitely. I need to funny. watch those. those oh, Happy Death Day one like and two. Those, right? yeah. Happy Death Day two is is a work of sublime genius. That's well, I like I like the naming conventions. Happy Death Day to you. Yeah, Happy Death Day to you is they're like you know what we're just going to turn this up to eleven and run with. it. Have they done a third one? Or is that in the works? Or? I don't know. The second one apparently didn't do very well, mm. even though it was a really the well. One it was recent. Re- it was really well received critically. It was this year. Yeah, it was ni- two thousand nineteen. But uh, critics loved it. Nobody went and saw it apparently. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I don't know what it sets up at the end is pretty glorious, and I would mm. love there to be a trilogy. It definitely seems like they were headed that way. You know, Deep Rising sets up a sequel that's set on the land. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> underwater horror. I don't know. I think about like Deep Star Six or something. And it's just like Argh! there's some. I scar- Scott Sharky said once, like, "Oh, I'm scared. It's a fish," and I kind of go back to that every time. I just can't. I'm a, I'm automatically scared of underwater shit because I don't like the water, and I'm scared of the <coughs> animals from the I think Jaws gets me. For that well, Jaws sure. is fucking brilliant. Jaws yeah. is a nautical horror. I, I can't tell you for the life of me what the remaining ninety-five minutes of Ghost Ship are about, but I can <laughs> damn well tell you what the first five minutes of that. Movie <laughs> oh, I need was to about. watch that. I've, that's that's been on my to-do list. I need to set like a fucking reminder to go <laughs> watch that because that, that, that movie is that like... is one of the best openings to any Oof. horror movie I've ever Oof. seen, and you have to go into it. Not knowing what's going to happen. I haven't seen this because if you if you go into it blind, you're like, whoa. Do you want us to watch this after we record? The oh, yeah. fuck, okay. definitely. Yeah, okay. yeah. The opening scene yeah. of that movie is not I, where you think it's going to go. I would love to do like the the a roundup of like the best movies that you need to only watch the first fifteen minutes of, and then your go ship number one. Maximum Overdrive is in there. Oh. Mm. I don't know the the middle of that. You got to fast forward to the baseball scene as well. Yeah, the, everything through the baseball scene. The second that they all get to the gas station, it falls apart. Yeah, yeah and then it's just like Emilio Estevez in the tunnels, just yeah. crawling around, and they got they got to go out there and make a deal with the big truck for gas. How much? How? Yeah, that. I love that the, fucking movie. I love it too. You read that short story and you go, somebody decided to license this. I just was it a short story? Oh yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a short story. I thought it was. I mean, they. I, I don't think it was as much that someone decided. I'll tell to you how it happened. That, it was just Stephen King was on a fucking roll. They're like, yeah. Well, what else you got? And he's like, yeah. let me direct it. Yeah, and let the whole soundtrack be ACDC. And it's like, also, and, I want to yeah. be in the trailer. Yeah, it's like, sure. Hey, why everybody, not? Everybody, it's me, Stephen King. Are you ready for unthinkable horror? <laughs> Didn't any of y'all watch uh, The Dead Don't Die? Oh, was that the Jim Jarmusch one? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's got its moments. I didn't uh, know that came out yet. I, I remember that was yeah, on my radar. Yeah, you can rent it now. Like okay. it's not it's not on like Prime or anything, but you can rent it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I just watched it. It's got its moments. So um, it's like a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sort yeah. of like zombie. And again, this isn't. It is quite purposefully zombies for the Trump era. It's okay. like yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! Terrible things are happening, and I just can't bring myself to do anything about it. I'm too tired. Like that's kind of the theme, hmm. and I liked it. Uh, it again, it, it, there's parts. I'm just where so it, tired of all these zombie wars. Also, it's just like Tom Waits being like, "I'm gravelly. I'm Tom Waits. Yeah, I'm that's, in the woods. that's what he does. I'm graveling here. I'm trying to think um, of a good a good horror movie I've gotten excited about recently. I've seen a lot of good horror lately. Yeah, there's some there's some lovely mm, stuff happening in horror. The of Child's life. Play remake. I thought that was all right. I did too. I, I want to see the aeroplane. Yeah. I uh, I want I want to hear what you think about that. I think you'd have an interesting takeaway because you're. Yeah. A weird it should like horrible. If it was fan. called anything but Child's Play, I think I would like it even more. Is this I'm, like the season of the witch of Child's Play? No, the season of the witch. Mm, no. <laughs> season of the witch. Like this doesn't have really have anything to do with the thing that it's named for, but it's good. On its if own you made time. a season of the witch Child's Play, it would be about like an SNES. Yeah, <laughs> I think the season. I think the season of the Witch Child's Play is the Jumanji remake. Ding, ding, yeah, you're dying. That was exactly power. what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That being said, I would like to see more season of the Witchings. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. What, would a, what would a season of the Witch of the Witch be? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but if you're going to do the witch right, the movie would end at the scene where she puts her head down on the table, and the final sequence wouldn't take place, and then you'd have a perfect horror movie. I don't know, but I like the. I like I've the, seen people make that argument. That final sequence is 
is people spinning around in the woods naked. I like that. That's and a guy is like, hey, oh, somebody don't like tits. I'm a Billy Goat and I'm a Billy Goat in an outfit. And I'm sign my book. Sign my book. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, I fucking, I, I love that that movie ends with just a coda where it's like, this was all based on what people actually thought. If you didn't like the film, don't blame us. Blame people who drank dirty creek water and lived in the fucking woods. Also, and tried nothing but the Bible and had like goat fat candles to read by. Well, that's, I thought that was reinforced by ending. I don't usually enjoy ambiguity in endings, but I think that that would have been more reinforced by ending at that scene. I love that movie, by the way. I, I, I adore some, that movie. That movie's some, amazing. We need some fucking uh, Grimm's Brothers adaptations. Like, there was a, I think oh, it was an yeah. IO9 write-up a couple months ago about, like, hey, uh, there's so much fucked up shit in old fairy tales that haven't haven't been like adapted into like kids movies. Yeah, dig into those. Oh yeah, any reading any old Grimm's fairy tales or any of that. Those are positively morbid and mm-hmm. terrifying. I I wrote I actually wrote almost a complete horror novel once that was truly terrible, um, bad enough that it wasn't worth salvaging the, the draft. And if I was ever going to do it, I have to go back to it completely. But it you was should built call it a, bad enough that it wasn't worth salvaging. <laughs> yeah, but there was a um, it was it built sounds- around a real life news story uh, about a I think it was in Georgia a funeral home where instead of cremating the bodies to save money, they were just stacking them in a shed in the woods behind the place. That tracks. Um, yeah, they were charging for the charging for the cremations, and then just stuffing the bodies. That sounds in the like shed. a that sounds like a better like movie than a than a book. Yeah, I I, I think there was a, why why were they doing that? Uh, my understanding was that the motivation was financial. It Cost was money cheaper. to cremate somebody. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they would just like go out in the back and just barbecue some steaks and be like, "Here it is. Here's yeah. Earl." Yeah. Uh, I listened to a podcast that was oh. similar to that, where they got one of those like hyper realistic, um, like fake cats that's made out of like rabbit fur. Yeah, you know those things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they hollowed it out and filled it with burger meat and froze it and took it to a pet crematorium and they were like, "Hey, can you uh, cremate this into ashes?" And they sure enough gave them these ashes and they like like dug through them and they were like. Yeah, there's there were there were no, there were no there was nothing in there that wouldn't incinerate. Like there were no bones to grind up. That was a fake cat <laughs> stuffed with hamburger meat. What did you give us? And the moral of the story is that pet crematoriums, some of them aren't really on the level, and they'll just like throw everything in a big pile and burn it, and then kind of sweep like other people's ashes together. Ah, lovely. So if you were in fact to summon the ghost, see, there's your there's your horror story is. The corrupt pet crematorium mixes the ashes together, and you wind up trying to bring back to life something that's more akin to, like, the dog demon from The Thing. No, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's not the angle I went with, but it's a lovely you, angle. You, you summon a chimera that's, like, uh, <laughs> a, fucking, a bunch of different animals stuck together, and it just it hates that it's alive. Now, I changed the motivation to make it a hecatomb, but that's... that's What's where, a hecatomb? Oh, that's a whole other brand. That's you a, know what? I'm talking about... It's a whole different my, page of the monster manual. I'm talking manual. about my, 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 failed, my, my failed novel here. Why am I doing this? Um, I really want a Tarrasque. You know what's great for Halloween, Max? Pumpkins, uh, candy, haunting, gums. Well, I, I was going to say that bath you know, time. <laughs> it wouldn't be the it, clipboard, glow sticks, uh, witches. Actually, glow sticks are the best. Brooms, eighties bags, googly eyes, eighties John Carpenter synth, snowflakes. <laughs> Door hangings. There we go. <laughs> what is it, Jared? Moons. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't. Christmas lights. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at my own joke. Well, they're Moon. funny. Moons. <laughs> the menorah. What's good for no. Halloween, Jared? <laughs> That's wrong, Holiday. Uh, Mummy paper. <laughs> Stupid show. <laughs> Fucking <fuck it>, mummy <laughs> paper. <laughs> mummy paper, yeah. Mummy paper. Oh, mummy paper. Mummy snarf. Oh, gosh. I love being here. What, what's so, what's so great about Halloween? Yeah, what's great about Halloween, Jared? What's great about Halloween is... It has nothing to do with Halloween, but... Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. So, pencil top. <laughs> Frankenstein's <laughs> haircut. 
Easter baskets. Severed rubber fingers. <laughs> school supplies. Bitter bolts in the side of his neck. Yeah. <laughs> Football erasers. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> McDonald's pumpkin buckets. Scholastic book fair. What if y'all just did this for 75 minutes? We've done worse. <laughs> I, I thought that before. When you do the thing where you read everybody's names at the end, you know, like, yeah. and, that, and the, what if you just, just random terms for like two hours? Ow, ow. Word association gone. One mad. of the first things Scott and I did that would just make each other fucking die laughing <laughs> was just the, the idiot's grocery list. <laughs> Where it was seen. Circus peanuts, you whipped know, cream. Yeah. Carburetor for a 1976 Chevy Nova. Uh, Airbud on 4K Blu ray. Half dozen eggs. Six Ticonderoga number two pencils. Disc one of Tom Goes to the Mayor season two. A box of unexpired Oreo O's. Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> Stick form, not as the t- individual candies. Quadruple A batteries. <laughs> One gallon of nacho cheese. Moth repellent. <laughs> I'm so sad that I bought some of these items. A six pack of tab. <laughs> So is the humor found in one-upping each other in this? I think the humor is found in, like, it's, what weird item is this man? I don't know. It's, what what item? For me, it's what's he going to say next yeah. that doesn't make any sense in this very important list? Yeah. And how random mm-hmm. and deep of a cut for I, how highly specific some of his requests are. Yeah. It's like It's like... It's like tennis, according to someone who doesn't understand tennis. It's not so much how hard you hit the ball, it's where you hit it. Yeah. The goal is to sort of try to get your partner off balance, but at the same time, if, you, visu- if you visualize everything on a conveyor belt, you get this like wonderful sort of like, what in God's name is wrong with this person? An Andre Agassi promotional poster for the Nacon Rebel camera. Now, hold on. Do you accept Best Buy gift cards? Oh, well, I will not be buying any of these things today. And also, speaking of Best Buy, I would like a plush Best Buy tag, the kind from the holiday season of early 2001. Were y'all ever involved in improv, either one of you? Um, Yes, and. No. No, no, no. I don't know. No, but uh, uh, Cecily Strong was in our school's improv troupe. No kidding. Yeah. That's cool. A lot of never, good it did her. Formal. I did like theater class. and um, I like how you just know I never was. No. I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I did not mean to be rude. I oh, would, no. have, done, I would I, have done it if I had time. My major was one of the few majors at our school that you had no free time yeah, what to was do yours? anything else. Character animation, but we had to make our own films, so... If you're if you know you're drawing slap that Cal Art style on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I came from it's a major. I, so I came from a major. With Cal a lot Art of style does not exist. I, I can I can identify with lots of homework and very little life for college. Yeah, stuff. we were doing I, thirty I hour days. Like yeah. Cal Art yeah. styles. That, that ancient Greek ain't gonna learn itself. Yes. Yeah. Look at you, little Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's it. Couch in Greek. Yeah, the back to bad Sean Connery again. I can't do Sean Connery. You tried to do a Sean Connery. I'm the last one. Yeah, you're the man now, dog. (laughs) I like that they cast him as a Spaniard in Highlander. Oh, it's just weird. Why? That's such a fucking weird movie. They're like the quickening. Let's get this as a Berber prince in the in the Wind and the Lion. Should have oh, really? the well, yeah. That's like I don't know. The Highlander is such a. Nonsense. I discovered the cure for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's from the hit film Medicine Man. <laughs> he did. He you was in Medicine Man. Yeah, you remember that movie? That was like that was like shitty Mosquito Coast. Yeah, yeah it was. That. It was Sean Connery with like long hair, long white hair. It, like living in a tree hut. You guys ever watch Zardoz? Oh, oh yeah, I love Zardoz. 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 Yeah, Zardoz is a cool movie to put on at. Your parents' house, if you want your stepmom to wonder what the fuck you're watching. Pretty yeah. happy I didn't switch the channel to Zardoz while I was masturbating. <laughs> I mean, my the, favorite the, capture code. The gun is good. The penis is evil, man. Yeah. So I, I feel like time. I feel like Wind in the Lion would be y'all's jam. If you, is the John Millius movie you ever watched? I don't it? know what that is. Okay, so it's Candace Bergen, Sean Connery, is it uh, anything Tom like Berenger. The Serpent of the Rainbow? Uh, no, nothing at all. It's what era? A, what era? Candace Bergen? Are we talking SNL? Candace Bergen or Murphy Brown? We're Candace talking Bergen? about uh, SNL. We're Candace talking Bergen. MCR all right, the good Candace Bergen. So it's yeah, it's it's about a real life event. It's about the U.S. invasion of Morocco under the Roosevelt administration. But it's about like a Barbary pirate and mm. kidnapping an American, and then it turns into like it's it's. 
it's this really searing commentary on colonialism, but it's also like, yeah, yeah, beat up those Germans. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is really bad. Like that. That's that's kind of the it's got that vibe to it. It's probably John Milius' smartest film in terms of commentary. Hmm. It's like him kind of dissecting what, uh, some of the things that are usually what, you, the backbone uh, of his movies. Have you seen Red Dawn? Okay, so <laughs> imagine if Red Dawn had self-consciousness enough to make you actually go, oh, wait a minute. This is kind of gross. Hmm. Yeah. Like, that's how that's how Winded Lions put together. It's just like, oh, wow, maybe it's terrible that we take people's countries away and marginalize them and, and destroy them. This is – but also, yeah, wow, but, yeah, but, kill the guy with the sword, Sean Connery. How's, how's Sean Connery's accent? Let's not talk about that. Well, that's great. Well, he sounds just like Sean. I've Connery. come here from Spain. I'm seeking the Highlander. No, he's he's kind of he's trying. How to do dare like... you trespass on my Scottish Highlands? <laughs> <laughs> I am the last one. <laughs> it's it's sort of like Sean Connery is trying to sound like um, Morgan Freeman and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Good God! Yeah. Uh, wow that that was that was a walk. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's accurate if you watch yeah. the movie. Except Robin Hood was, Thieves had not been made yet, so he didn't know that to inspire. Right. Mm-hmm. He looked forward in time mm-hmm. with a tachyon telescope. And I was just here, just kept thinking about Candace Bergen and how <laughs> Candace Bergen's dad. Wait, what? Edgar Bergen? I don't know anything about it. You don't oh, know that about... classic guy. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not aware you of You don't him. know about Charlie McCarthy? I know. Oh, the oh, marionette. Whoa, the whoa. marionette. Whoa, wait a minute. That was that was That's him? her dad. I did not know that. Edgar Bergen, the world no famous ventriloquist. Whenever you see a ventriloquist dummy that was mass produced, they all kind of are yeah, that brown haired like guy. Right, the, yeah. the Charlie McCarthy. That was Candace Bergen's dad's puppet. Huh. I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Small world. Weird part is he got famous doing ventriloquism on the radio. There we go. That's, I mean, that's, that's just a man doing voices. This is Scott Bromley talking right now. Yeah, is that the equivalent? Of, like is that the equivalent of like of like watching Let's Plays, where like it's like the point of a video game is that it is an interactive form of media, and some people are like, "No, just show me the no, gameplay. Just let me watch the game." Well, I think the point of ventriloquism is to see a performance of a man uh, put a performance into an inanimate object without moving his lips, whereas on the radio. Charlie McCarthy sounded great because yeah, he it, could fucking say B's and V's and T's and <laughs> yeah. all the words you can't. <laughs> no, I mean there's a, there's a dimension missing. That's like yeah. silent film, the radio drama. You're like, maybe you, mm, something gets left on the lost in the ether there. Uh, well, let's play early. Okay, I know. Sound off in the comments below. Hey, how, so how's your Let's Play channel coming? Are you doing a revamp? Not a Let's Play channel. I don't know. We were talking a revamp. About- uh, 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 I haven't streamed in like three weeks. Here is the greatest game monster in my pocket. What are you playing right now? Nothing. No? No. Nothing no, what now? game are you on in your, in your Sierra Saturday? Uh, it would probably be The Adventures of Willie Beamish if I were oh, to do another yeah. one. On Sega CD? Fuck yeah, now we're getting into the shit I care about. Now, now you're talking about Sierra. So have you gotten to like Lords of the Realm 2 or Red Baron or anything? I'm just doing now? adventure games. Oh, okay. Well, come on, let's play adventures. I'll play, I'll come over to your house in in uh, wherever you live now and play Willie Beamish. Get that frog. Why don't you play some old Kojima shit? Why don't you play like um, like uh, Snatcher, Cause, Police Knots? Because I don't care about that. This is a broken deep cut. <laughs> it's lethal Weapon in space and or Blade Runner in oh, Blade Runner. Boy, I would just play Blade Runner. They made a game. Mm. Do you, you remember that movie, Any Given Sunday, that Oliver Stone made? about? Yeah, with the, with the sharks. Right. So you've got Jamie Foxx, and his character's name is Willie Beeman. And he sings, at one point, there's a, there's a rap song commercial, those rap songs, about uh, like some product. And they're singing about Willie Beeman. And whenever I hear that part of the movie, I hear Willie Beamish. Yep. And that was a really long trip. That's not a good story. You know, Mike Drucker's uh, Mike Drucker's best man speech to his brother was the speech from Any Given Sunday. He was just it, changed what, the word. The Al Pacino one. Yeah, he just yeah he just changed, yeah he just changed the word uh, football to marriage. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> All I remember about that movie beyond the Willie Beamish song beyond is, well, that was I is mean, that really big really big wiener that's in it. Oh mm-hmm. oh, there's a colossal wiener really? in the movie. I haven't yeah. seen that film. No, don't watch that movie. Okay. It's not very good. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really like football or looking at dicks. So there is an know. enormous dong in that film. That okay. huge wiener is is the uh, ghost ship intro of uh, any given Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, do we have any more to talk about with Halloween stuff? I think we can wrap up this spookum, this spoopy poopy episode. Okay. I, I like when. I like when Michael Myers wears a bed sheet and pretends to be somebody else. That's, that part's pretty good. That is pretty great. Yeah, yeah. why does he do that? Because uh, it's fucking scary. He low-key screws with people in every yeah. movie. A lot of people miss this. Yeah. He's a, he's a creepy fellow. He's a, like a troll. Yeah. yeah. Man, if Michael Myers, like, if he'd have been born now, he'd just be a mean guy on Twitter, but no one would he, be dead. He sits in a rocking chair and pretends to be a police officer, and then the girl walks up to him, and he gets up, and he's like, surprise, it's me, Michael Myers, and then he stabs her with a shotgun. And also he gave Donald Pleasance a really bad day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, poor Donald Pleasance. He's a he's yeah. a psychiatrist in that. Is that right? Yes, but he's like he was pure evil, and I kept him. He gets progressively more unhinged in each movie. It's great. I wonder who, like whose medical opinion is worse, like Donald Pleasance in Halloween or the fucking medical droid in Revenge of the Sith? It's like in my professional robot opinion, she died of a broken heart. It's like, <laughs> you're a robot. How did you? Know? What are you? Think? I have feelings. Hey, I man. have feelings. Hey man, Doctor Loomis's medical opinions—they turned out to be pretty pretty spot on. I has diagnosed this man as an ancient evil that has been awakened and cannot be stopped. I think, therefore, I am Max. I need to um actually. She's not a robot. She's a droid. It's a droid. It's a droid. That's right. Mm. I'm going to point you back to George Lucas's original screenplay. I'm going to point you back to the... Originally, his name was Starkiller. Release the Snyder Cut! Release the Snyder Cut! Hey, can when... when, (laughs) Chewbacca was a real big dog. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, the the farm Darth boy Vader was just a normal guy. <laughs> Originally, Darth Vader was an antique car that would kept driving into scenes and honking Man, its horn loudly. When I was like, I was like twelve before I figured out that droid was torturing Princess Leia in Episode Four. Like, it never I, even I, went no, anywhere. We yeah. should discuss this, and then like comes in with a needle, and I'm like. Oh no, it's a neat. And I was like, that, that scene oh never, no, horrible never, things happened after that. It never went anywhere. Well, it never followed really, up on that. I think that's okay. It was like a truth serum. I didn't need to know that, yeah. But it also has like blades hanging yeah. off. And I just never caught that as a kid. I was like, well, oh. I mean, if you see like any piece of like medical equipment, you'd be like, what the fuck is any of this? Yeah. You know? like, it all looks anyway. like torture devices. Oh, gosh, anyway, on that note, before we get really weird, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Jared, you have a new show in the works. Can you tell us about that? Dear Lord, a new show. Max Scoville, I'm here on the comedy button, and that means it's time to shill, because that's the only time I shill. All right. That's right. That's My all, favorite time. That's all we do here. Yeah. You want to put spooky music behind it? Or you nah, go? it's okay. okay. All right. No. Look. Shilling like a villain. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I made a show because it's fun, and I missed it. Uh, this this one's not so much the giant, like, hey, here's my whole life commercial endeavor, as here's a thing I enjoy. It's called the Top 100 Games Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. And it's a simple little thing. Uh, get a guest, talk about a great game. We're counting up from 100 to 1, best games of all time. Every episode's one game. How far the are you? Guest, or oh, we're up to 95. Oh, okay. The guest picks the game, and that's it. Whoever the guest is picks the game at that slot. So if you oh, were on 94. God. What if like they pick that. a really bad game? Then it's locked. It can doesn't I, matter. Can, I come, on, can I come on the final episode and pick Battletoads? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, people would be happy. And that's kind of the fun of it. You so come it's, on. It's like the Criterion Collection, the radio play. It is. Uh, we get, the episodes are not super long. We sit down and do our research. What's one of the things? We actually do some homework beforehand. Mm, so boo. we're talking about why it's good, break it down, talk about the history of it, what it influenced, what it led to. Then we compare it to some other lesser top 100 lists, talk about their picks, take mail from readers that come and say, no, this is what I would have picked at 94, and talk about that. That's it. It's I'm a, fun. I, I, I want to come on there and talk about Battletoads, because I fucking love that game. I want to come on there and talk about Friday the 13th for the NES. I want to come on there and talk about MotorStorm Pacific Rift. Are all three of these top 100 video games? Hell no. Okay. What about for you? Of all the video games of all time, you put Friday the 13th in there? I, if I were going to make a list of top 100 video games, I don't think I would put it in there. But I really, I, I like that game despite the fact that it's, it has a bunch of good ideas. The design is just not good. Okay. I what, absolutely what would put Battletoads on that list. Yeah. Do you know why? Here's why. Because you're a giant troll? No. Because you hate fun? No, because that You're a game, horrible person. That game had such an impact on so many people when it came out that people still fucking talk about it <laughs> to this day. I like Battletoads. I love it. Yeah, I beat it as a kid because I, I yeah, well, yeah, I know you beat it while watching Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I beat, ah. I beat Friday the Thirteenth. I loved okay. it. I loved it. I thought the art was amazing. Oh. I thought the the. 
I think the, the soundtrack's incredible. The I think the art's great. beautiful. I think the level design's inventive. It's too punishing. Somebody played way too many ZX Spectrum games as a kid. Right. But but in the way like it's full of interesting ideas. If that game were easier and a little more fair, I think it we'd be remembering it as like one of the all time great NES or NES games. I mean, but I still the, think it's, it's amazing. It's the foundation of Rare. Like it's some of their some of their first stuff that really resembles what they still make. I, just, yeah, just well it's not that it's the foundation of modern Rare. I mean Rare was around uh, when they were that's doing what I mean. You mean like RC Pro the game at right? just, well, they, they're like a, fifteen influential rare games before Battletoads though. Like the inventiveness of the Cobra combat Triangle. where you hit someone so many times that your fist eventually becomes a giant it's cartoon beautiful. fist or boot to accentuate the final punch is great. Turning into a, a, a wrecking ball. Yeah, it's incredible. It's so or, or the, or the I mean, snake like, level, that's yeah, incredible. It's or, playing a cartoon. You know what the best Battletoads game was? Also, the girl had big teeth. And again, Max, forgive me for being like old video history guy and actually. The but, like, the I, mean, I think Battletoads was the first rare game Americans cared about, but like mm. in Britain, they were huge for years before Battletoads, making amazing video games. Wait a minute, we cared about RC Pro Am. Right, which came out around the same time. Rare made, uh, Frank Cifaldi points this out, Rare made 60 NES games. They made a lot, yeah. 60. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Snake Rattle that's, and Roll, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. one, that's one second, or one third party making 60 games. You know what they don't talk wild. about? You know what they know, you know what they, everyone forgets about? It it's was like a good uh, 10% of the... Cobra Triangle, the RC Pro-Am the on the water. Yeah, yeah I like Cobra Triangle. I like RC Pro-Am. What a, but also like what, all the ZX... Sorry, what, Max. What games... Have people already run down in your top 100 list so far? Okay, so right now, number 100 would be Lucy O'Brien from IGN, Resident Evil 2 Remake. That was her pick. It's a good game. Okay. That's... Number 99 by John Ryan, MGS2. That's, okay. see, that's, that's the two. problem with starting at 100. Too low? Okay. Is that, like, that's... People are always going to... No one starts with 100 and works their way down, you know? Yeah, we're starting at 100 and going up to 1. Yeah, MGS2 so, so, should be fucking way higher well, than John, that. Well, John argued pretty convincingly from his perspective that it's right where it needs to be. He didn't do it to put it on the list there. He really thinks like it's right there on the edge. He thinks 1 and 3 would be way higher. Oof, but not 3, yeah. Is, yeah. I don't disagree, but I think it should be a little bit higher than that. You'd put all 3 higher on the list? Yeah. We're going to have to come and talk about that. Because yeah. the other thing about the show... I'll come talk and talk about, about Motor Storm Pacific Rift yeah. before I come talk about Metal Gear Solid. Well, you come you and can talk... call me in a year and a half to talk about Metal Gear Solid. I'll come on and talk about Metal Gear Solid. I remember, I remember you coming up to my desk after you played Motor Storm Pacific Rift for the first time. Yeah. And you were like, this is Mountain Dew the video game. This it was rules. honestly more exciting than losing my virginity. <laughs> oh, you're, you're not being... You're, you you no, genuinely he, love it. He genuinely... Oh. Like, okay. it, that it, is fucking. That is fucking modern Mortal Kombat with cars. It's yeah. great. <laughs> cool. It blew his. I got yeah. to watch Max. So his what, Mind be blown. What by are the that other game. ones? It is. It is Far Cry Three with trucks. It's great. <laughs> ninety eight. Uh, Casey DeFridis was on, and she chose The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. At ninety eight. Mm, wrong. Um, <laughs> and Casey pointed out that she was just mad it wasn't on the IGN list and wanted to make sure it got somewhere. Uh, ninety seven was Greg Miller, and in the most Greg Miller of moments, said DC Universe Online. Wrong. wrong. Wrong, wrong. Um, making a compelling argument this is an MMO with a 10-year no. history that people are still playing. Not, is he still playing his Taylor Swift? Switch? Well, he's still playing his Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I can't believe he got that name. Yeah, it still he, has it. It's, he tells the story of how he got it. Like, I was there when he got it. Yeah, he picked the name it, and it was available? Yeah. The yeah. end. Huh? He picked the name and it was available. The no, end. he stayed home to get the name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he stayed home that day to make sure he got Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. 97 was that? 96? But this was also Taylor Swift 10 years ago when she was just a country singer. She's branched out. I, I know. Now she's, she's Tay-Tay. Yeah. Right. 96 uh, was Brennan Graber, who wrote a really interesting deep cut, Dungeon Keeper 2. Um, okay. Which I like a lot. Uh, that's y'all ever play that? That game's got got it's uh, it's uh, it's cult following. That yeah. seems like a Max and Scott ass game too. Like I, I actually yeah. think you guys would like this. It's yeah. it's like the dungeon management. I'm the bad guy RTS, but you could also jump in first person to any of your minions and take mm. over at any moment. It's it's fun. And then '95, we just had Barry Courtney on, and uh, he picked uh, Bioshock Infinite. At ninety five, hmm. uh, so it's a weird list. That motherfucker's going to come back in like sixteen months and be like, F- "SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom." Yeah, but have to be like, "Great." Well, no, he took he took it very seriously. Did a lot of, but the thing I like about the show is that there's already good shows about video game <clears throat> history, like Retronauts. This is a way to to celebrate history in a very different kind of focus on 
on one topic, one weird, you know, hey, I mean, bring it on in and let's do yeah. it this way. Wait, I didn't want to just make another game history show. There's a great show about that already. No, I love this because it's sort of the video game version of, like, if you get pulled over drunk driving and you have to list the alphabet backwards. Yeah. You know, plus it's, it's like, c- all right, from 100, let me know the best 100 games. And you're like, I can't start with, like... <laughs> Super Mario and Breath of the Wild or whatever and work my way up. Plus, it's not contentious. We take it just seriously enough for a top 100 list, which is not seriously at all. And we have a good time with it. And we smack talk the people who came before. And I've been doing uh, I've been doing a personal, like, up with those parallel that I reveal every week because I'm vain. So oh. it's been fun. Well, where can people find the show? The show can be found on pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. Uh, you can find it on uh, Google Podcasts or any Android podcast service. You can find it on Stitcher. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. If for any of those, you search the Top 100 Games Podcast with Jared Petty or the Top 100 Games Podcast. It'll pop up. Uh, it's on Libsyn, too, if you just want to do a direct feed. And uh, it's tied to my Patreon as well, if you want to go over there. That's patreon.com slash Jared Petty. And it's fun. I've had a good time with it. I hope everyone in this room comes on it. I'm dying to come uh, on there. Good. Talk do, about... do you have a sneak preview of what 94 is going to be? No, uh, because uh, I don't. I know what 93 is going to be, but I don't oh. know what 94 is going to be, actually. So, I'm going to come I... on there and do Super Mario Brothers next week. I mean, <laughs> well, that's, that's sooner or later somebody's going to do that. I mean, sooner or later somebody's going to come along. Fuck it up for everyone else. Yeah. Screw it up. And you're, you are allowed to troll if you're willing to live with it. Yeah, I'm going to come on. I'm going to come on. The number three the, best the game of all time is 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. <clears throat> I'm going to come in the week after and we're going to do uh, Legend of Zelda Link's, uh, Link to the Past. Yeah, they're at, ni- at you should, uh, yeah, You should get <laughs> Jeff Gersman on for, to we're do Kane and Lynch too. I'd love to have Jeff on. I don't actually know Jeff. Like so, but I'd love to have him on. Um, I do think it'd be fun to see what happens a year from now when they start narrowing and there's you know only twenty slots left. No, it's and great because have forty you, favorite games. You also you only angry. have to do this for two years. Yeah, and friends pop in and just tell you. And it's fun. This that is a great. hobby. Like yeah. yes, I, I, I make a, a little bit of, of money with doing this, a but podcast for fun. Are yeah. you out of your fucking mind? It's so much. Fun. Who would do that in their right mind? You goddamn well, lunatic! I stopped for you a long time man. and I realized I you missed it. God. Damn fool! Anyway, you are too kind. Yeah. Um, you can find Jared on Twitter. He's Petty Comma Jared. Always a treat on there. I don't know what the fuck you tweet about. And hang anyway. on to your seat. Get ready for adventure and remarkable feats. You get the Koopas, okay. the Koopas, I'll, I'll, the princess, right. All right. The I get this enough from Ryan Scott over here. You can cool it with that. All right. Um, but you hooked on the brothers. Yes. Um, Ryan does stuff over on the Geekbox, which is geekbox.net. Yep. That's the one. You're still streaming away over on twitch.tv and youtube.com. I'm thinking about slash it. Slash geekboxing, right? Yeah. That's uh-huh. the one. So head over there, watch him, watch him. Uh, you know, fall asleep at the, while he's playing the Leisure Suit Larry number five. <laughs> no, I already did that. And I okay. would fall asleep. That's the worst one. Good call. And you can catch the stuff that Scott's going over on the Star Wars <laughs> show and Star Wars Kids, which is youtube.com slash Star Wars or youtube.com slash Star Wars Kids. Babies. Um, been making all sorts of stuff over on IGN. Um, Brian and I have been busy churning out more Up at Noon nonsense, all sorts of toy videos and goofery and none such. We had an Up at Noon holiday, holiday spooktacular as well. Uh, I will be putting out all sorts of things about Death Stranding, probably. There, I think I should probably finish writing them. Uh, what did I do? Oh, I was a guest on a wonderful, funny show that everyone else should go check out, which is called The New Entertainment Show Podcast. You can find them on Twitter. It's The NES Pod. But the gimmick there is they've created a sort of Mad Libsian uh, video game premise generator <laughs> that will basically be like, hey, this is a roguelike text adventure about barbie horses and you're like oh and then you have to have a short conversation about that and discuss it that's such that's we did something similar with the ign panel at pax this year um it was so much fun just pitching i mean it it felt like it felt like a game jam except you didn't have to make a game yeah so i I jumped on that it's it's been made by a a couple of dudes who are both comedy button fans what's this called again it's subscribing it's called the new the new entertainment show new entertainment new entertainment system podcast it's the the nest pod on twitter you know you can figure it out from there. Max people should look for the Nest Pod on Twitter, and then they should also go to their to their podcast app right now while they're listening to this and subscribe to the Top 100 Podcast. Yeah, go subscribe to just a couple new podcasts and find some shows where people actually talk about games. Uh, anyway, that's it. We're going to wrap things up here. You can find us all on Twitter. Doing Check our your thing. candy for knives. Hey. Yeah, and have a happy Halloween. You happy Halloween, you ghouls. 
You phantasms. Yes. It's actually one day since one day since Halloween. It's the the, the fucking pumpkin children would have eaten everybody already. It's this went up on Friday. It's it's All Saints Day. All right. The comedy button would not be possible without the ultra deluxe super sexual support of our executive producers on Patreon. A big huge slam dunkin', lips maggin', special thanks to Paula Shuttlechulks, Matt Shotroffoff, Curtis Rushour 3, and Luis Kansasasadosasasasadadodo. If you would like to support our show and have your name mispronounced by a robot, head to patreon.com slash comedy button. We love you.